It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. And good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. My name's John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems on this Saturday morning. It's actually a pretty nice Saturday morning. Uh, having the show start a little bit later than what I've been used to in all the years that I've been doing this gives me a little time to get out and do a few things in the morning, so that's kind of nice to do. Uh, if you listen to the Facebook, uh, or listened or watched, whatever you do, on the Facebook little uh, roll call show, thing that we do in the morning uh you have an idea what's going on but if you didn't um we are going to be talking racing nhra racing in fact and with us on the phone is uh a very fast person leah pruitt good morning leah and welcome to the car doctor program here in massachusetts well hi yes good morning thanks so much for having me on how are you good how are you um so let's let's kind of start from the beginning of uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of got into this. Well, sure. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, so my name is Leah. I drive for Don Schumacher Racing in the top fuel category for Dodge, Mopar, and Pennzoil. And I have been racing my entire, pretty much my entire life since I was eight years old. A quick little synopsis. Uh, my dad was a land speed racer. I didn't have any boys, just had two girls. And I wanted to do something fun with the family, something motorsports orientated, and that's when the NHRA was starting up the Junior Drag Racing League, and when I was eight years old, uh, we got up and got got moving in that category, and uh, I started to make waves as I got older and racing different divisions and racing across the country, and ended up building a couple cars with my dad, and ultimately ended up driving Pro Mod, a nostalgia funny car, and until about five years ago, getting into the top fuel category and eventually racing for what I considered a, a dream my entire life, racing for Dawn. And uh, and here we are getting ready to resume the rest of our 2020 season coming up here real soon. Yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago we had Matt Hagen on and we are talking about, you know, where the season's going. And, um, you know, it's not... It's not just you guys that are disappointed. It's the fans that, you know, a little disappointed as well. Uh, here, here in the New England area, we have, uh, local guy, Bobby Tasca, and, you know, talking with Bobby, he's, you know, he can't, you know, he can't get to the track fast enough. Do you feel the same way? <laughs> there is no doubt about it at all. And yes, unfortunately, we are not able to run up there. NHRA had to make some decisions uh, regionally and of course a lot of it has to do with I think a title sponsorship of, of events and you know which ones uh, which ones were able to be on Fox and, the, and Network and FS1 and I mean I've I, our team had to miss going up to Ebbing last year uh, just for some partner reasons and so for me it's, it'll be two years since I've been there but I promise you we have all intentions of coming back I miss the fans at Ebbing they've always been so wonderful to not only myself but our entire team the energy up there is is great it's phenomenal um and especially after english town got taken off the schedule you know epping was kind of our our saving grace and i know a lot of people were saving up to to go to that and uh, you know it's the one drag race that they look to every year to see their nhra stars but 
you know, we all we can do really is make the very best we can out of 2020. I mean, in, in every way. And I think that that's kind of the key to uh, maintaining positivity and, and getting through to whatever the next hurdle is during all of this. We all have our own unique challenges, whether it's just within our families or our job or our workspace, uh, you know, or if it's something as incredible, like being a professional race car driver, like we are, you know, fortunate enough to do. But having a positive attitude where, you know, the NHRA has gone from, man, I wish I wish we could run all 24 races, but, but we can't. They had to knock it down to 19. And we have two under our belt this year so far, so we have 17 to remain. And when we go back, here's kind of a little bit of a way to look at that. When we go back racing in Indy uh, at the beginning of July, They've moved our start time of elimination day, which usually is 11 a.m. For those of you that have gone to the races, you know, Sunday, Sunday, 11 a.m. You're gonna, you're gonna steal the night show. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna smell it in your nose at about, you know, 9 a.m. Well, they bumped it up to yep. first round eliminations, 9 a.m. on Sunday, which means for this year we have to get to the track much earlier at about 5:30, 6 a.m. for the crew guys on a Sunday. But maybe not a lot of people are excited about that. But I'm like, man, listen, we get to go back racing. We get to go back putting the most power to the ground that anybody has ever seen or heard of. So it might be a little bit earlier on a Sunday. But you know what? Maybe, maybe that's because we had a more, uh, you know, preferred time slot, you know, for the fans to see us, uh, you know, when there's other sports that have to navigate, negotiate airtime. Uh, you know, maybe... Maybe it's, it's better for a particular area to, to start on the time. So everything that we're that we're doing to get back on the track is is always you know looked at with positivity. And how can we you know how can we get back to racing? How can we get back to normal life as soon as possible? And for us, you know, that's going to start here in just under four weeks. And and I and I can't wait to, for you guys in the Northeast uh, for us to see us next year. But for now, we're just going to have to. Make a little trek out, you know, to Reading maybe later in the year. Uh, you know, that that's not too far. Or uh, you catch us on uh, on TV and follow us on the internet. Yeah, it, absolutely, and that's one of the ways that you that everybody can follow along. And in fact, uh, the local guy he's not he's not too uh, not too far from where I am right now, Brian Loans, who's a, a tower announcer, been doing that for a, for a while, and he's uh, he's on Fox Sports now, and um, yeah, and he he has been he has been doing some great YouTube stuff of some of the old days of drag racing, and just to see how drag racing has changed, you know, from the time that. Um, you know, Don Gowitz broke two hundred miles an hour. You know, what's the, what what are the speeds of your car? Well, sure. Brian is a he's an awesome announcer. He's great as a host of NHRA and a, a friend of mine watching him go up. But so the speeds that we're turning today are I've been three hundred and thirty four miles an hour in one thousand feet. So top fuel and funny car. We no longer race to thirteen hundred and twenty feet. A number of years ago, we went to a thousand for safety reasons. Cars kept getting faster. The shutdowns of racetracks aren't getting any longer. <laughs> so where yeah. uh, there, there's a couple top fuel cars that have turned 338, 337 miles an hour. And we are doing this. We are clocking those miles an hour in just over 3.6 seconds. I mean, we are the fastest accelerating vehicles on the planet. And to be able to do that in a safe manner and put on a good show and win races and keep it close and competitive, 
Uh, it takes a great deal of people, which an, an our end is the Dodge Mopar team for Don Schumacher Racing, powered by Pennzoil. And, uh, you know, we're taking this time, if we, as we have been in the last couple months, to fully prepare for something that we have never, I as a professional driver, have never done. And what that is, is coming into a season without a championship countdown. So a lot of people are familiar with NASCAR and the countdown and the stages. Well, for us, mm-hmm. typically, we've got the last eight races of the season is our countdown to the championship and the points resettle up and they get real tight. Well, for us, when we go back racing here in that month, every single race counts for the exact same amount of points. There is no countdown to it. So that means every race we go to, is just as important as that final race or the one before. Denver's just as important as as Dallas at the end of the season. And so that's going to make for some very tight racing and for the fans to see something new that they, you know, maybe they haven't seen in probably eight or nine years. And you're going to feel the mm. intensity, I promise. Even if you're not feeling it directly at, at being, you know, at the ropes and in the stands, you're going to see it on TV and you're going to, you're going to see teams operate strategically in a way that they haven't for a while. And I think just like anything, a little bit of, you know, mixing up with the content is key. So it's undoubtedly uh, going to be a very entertaining year uh, for those of our NHRA fans. And I, I look forward to putting on an incredible show for them. Yeah, it. it I mean, it really is. I mean, when you... When you're in a car that's that fast, uh, when you're when you're strapped into your hot rod, wh- what do you think about as the light turns green, or don't you have time to think? <laughs> there is absolutely zero time for any uh, caution, uh, uh, conscious thought process. It is pure reaction. So I also race two. So I race another category, which is the factory stock car which is the drag pack for Dodge and the Samtech factory uh, showdown category. And that's a eight of the, that's a eight of the 18, or I'm sorry, 17 events left. So well, to answer that question is I leave in that car completely different than the highway uh, than I leave in the fuel car. The fuel car throttles on the right. You smash that puppy as hard, as fast as possible. As soon as you see yell, release that brake with your hand and go. I mean, you are, you can't anticipate it and you definitely can't wait for green because if you wait for green, then you are just, you have been left on. But that's the reaction naturally. I get into the factory showdown cars, uh, for Mopar and my throttle response, my reaction time is based off of my left foot off of our two step switch, which is on the back side of the brake. And I'm up on my two step. I mean, my brake foot is buried on the left. My right foot's buried into the throttle on the two-step. And as soon as I see yellow, my reaction time is to throw my left foot off, and that's that's to leave. Well, I can't think about which car am I in, how am I going to leave. You know, I can't can't mix those two up. So there's there's no thinking about it. And so in this time, none of us have been able to make any practice passes. Uh, there's, there's no going yep. to the local track and, and ripping out a couple three-point-something-second passes and getting in the groove. We all are getting back into this, uh, you know, a couple months off without stabbing the gas. So what you do is you think about it, or for me, you think about it every day. Uh, you, you simulate in your mind what it's like, anticipation of smoking the tires potentially, how you would pedal on a track, what the temperatures are like. You've got a hole out. 
thinking about different staging procedures, watching runs, whether it's your own or maybe going back last year watching your competitors, and just staying familiar with the thought process of the the natural uh, the natural factor that goes into racing that way. It's like anything. Your brain is a muscle, and you've got to keep it conditioned. And the only way to do that is, for, at least for me, is to replay every scenario in your mind every single day. So when we get back in the car, we're ready to rip it. We're ready to win because there's, there's not going to be a little soft period. Nobody can afford that. If there's, if there's no there's no, you know, COVID, uh, COVID questions, there's no, there's no ramping back into it nice and easy. We're professional athletes professional teams that have got zero room for error and that's you know that's part of what i love about this sport is just the pursuit of perfection of performance of the car and as a driver and this will be one of the most you're going to see for mark my word you're going to see the ones that have been thinking about it and practicing and the ones that haven't been and i can tell you for schumacher drivers we most definitely have been and we are ready to collect some more and put our sponsors in the winner's circle and, and invite our fans on down and celebrate with us. So um, I definitely, I'm definitely pumped up for it. I'm in the middle of Texas right now walking around in a truck stop this morning. And I'm, already, I'm pumped up and ready to, ready to hit it for sure. Well, you know, there was a, there's a, he's not, he's not here anymore, but, you know, there was a pretty good uh, uh, quarterback that played for the Patriots, uh, Tom something or other. Everybody's already forgotten his name. But he always used to say the mental game was as much as the physical game when it came to playing football. And it, it sounds exactly the same thing with your sport. I would definitely agree in hearing that from a, true champion from that Brady and the bunch that you ran with. So uh, <laughs> it's definitely, definitely very mental. And my crew chief, is their thing. We have also changed the structure of how, of how we're racing this season. Uh, for those that follow along know that we typically qualify two runs on Friday, two on Saturday with eliminations on Sunday, where this year, with the exception of the U.S. Nationals and Indy, We've been dialed down to just two days, just qual mm -hmm. just, just two runs of qualifying on Saturday and eliminations on Sunday. So that is changed the way that you have to think about your strategy of qualifying. Uh, used to be get down the track in Q1, now really get after it in the second qualifier because it's going to be probably the coolest conditions that you'll have all weekend. You'll run into the night. That's going to set your tone of where you qualify, where you qualify set you up for what your race day looks like well for here it's all going to come down to saturday so that mental game is uh going to be you know really the fortitude of of the crew chief being if there's just more pressure of getting it right sooner and as a driver even more pressure of not messing up and getting it right sooner as well uh because you're you know your weekend's really dictated by that those qualifying runs and, and perfecting that so the mental game is just as strong for the crew chief as it is for the crew. And and as much as seriousness as it is, there's also a huge fun element that we get besides driving the car and that's seeing the fans. And, and I thank the NHRA for being able to get us back on, in tracks that, that are allowing fans right now. And I'm not sure what all the social distancing rules are and how they're you know limiting it, but I know that they're doing the best that they can and we're going to take all the precautions that we need but i mean if i had it my way i just wish that nitro would just you know kill COVID or whatever might be there 
and just and let it go, and you know, nitro cures all. But I know that there you, there, for us, there you go. <laughs> okay, I have to. Us, I ha- we bottled up. I I have to ask one question. Uh, one question. I would. Uh, your the uh, Pat sent me a little thing about you, and uh, in it it said uh, you ha- you have a Ram truck named Vanna White. I do, I do. So I live in the great state of Arizona, uh, in Lake Havasu, and I've got a I've got a Ram Rebel 1500, and I like to name all my cars. I feel you know those of you that are listening, I'm sure you guys do too. So. She's big and she's very presentable. She tows the surf boat. So I love to do the wake surfing. And uh, yeah, I'll give her a little bit of, you know, she's got a good presentation. Vanna White. She turns some heads just like Vanna turns those letters. And I, I will say my daily driver up until that, uh, every single day, was my Dodge Challenger Hellcat. Um, beautiful red. I call her Steel Rose. You know, she resides in Indiana. And I got to get in her and drive her around just a couple weeks to go for the first time in a while. And I just, it reminded me every single moment about just getting on the throttle, being on the highway, driving to the shop, um, feeling the car. I mean, those things, you know, those are no joke. Still, stock could be 707 horsepower. And it just, it reminded me why I love Mopar, like why I, I love that car. It was able to sit for, you know, a month and a half, take it but pick it back up like nothing was wrong and even i was like it reminded me that you know do you really need 700 horsepower for the regular street yes you do (laughs) (laughs) you could feel the power and it just it was a really cool way to get back into the work zone by driving my favorite car in the world so vanna white and steel rose are my girls and uh I'm sure some of our listeners have got some pretty cool names i'd love to hear what they are actually if anyone's listening and you're on instagram I'm on there. I check my DMs and love interacting with fans. Um, if you hear this, I'd love to, you know, DM me and let me know what you name your car. I love, I love hearing little stories like that. Yeah, my my wife has a uh, a black Volkswagen Beetle with a beige roof, and it's called Guinness because it looks like a perfectly poured Guinness. Oh well, look at that. Jeez, and, <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with that. Just, you know, yeah. So not having uh, before the Guinness. Yeah, there you go, there you go. And uh, uh, you know that you you know uh, uh, you know Dodge's got Dodge's got a little more horsepower in another car. I'm, I'm, do you have one on order? Are you talking about the Demon? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, I do not. I was helped develop with that car in 2016 and 17, and then they the debut in 18. I I got. I think I've driven it to that point more than anybody else was able to actually set that record uh, with the 965. You know, hike the wheels tall, high and out. But I, I did not actually have that extra dough laying around. I had the. I did have the VIN 21 picked out, which the 777 added up, which is my yep. car number. But uh, ultimately, I knew. I knew one thing to be very true. If I really got that car. Was I going to be able to exercise the patience of keeping it in the garage and in a pristine condition and, uh, you know, doing what a lot of people are, are doing and, and not driving it? And I didn't, and I knew I couldn't do it. I'd have that in the garage. I'd be running it all the time. It'd be at the truck. It'd be on the street. It'd be catching up a bunch of miles. And, um, and then, you know, you know, trying to, you know, stay out of trouble. And I thought, 
you know, at this moment in time, I, I wasn't able to do it, but it is on my bucket list. I guarantee you that. So um, I will, I will, I will find mine. But for right now, I've, I've got my my Hellcat, and you never know. I, I mean, I get to drive the Drag Pack Challenger and defend our 2018 championship. We're working on a new Drag Pack that should be debuting sometime later in 2020. So I've, uh, I'm. I've got Dodge really close to my heart and where the power is at. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe that 21 was, was saved for somebody special out there. Maybe I'll get to meet them someday. But for the there time being, we'll, we'll just keep on working on some power in other places. There you go. Uh, so if people want to follow you, uh, Insta is the best or Twitter, Facebook, what do you like? All of them. And they all give a little bit different information. So it's not all the same. Some, you know. Really up to up to speed with the race team. Uh, what liveries we have out? Uh, you know, we've got three at potentially four Ocoa machinery liveries as well as the Dodge Mopar ones and Pendle. You'll find that information on Facebook. That's uh, Facebook, I think, forward slash Leah Pruitt. Uh, Twitter has got a lot of DSR updates, um, more timely ones, and then the more personal. What's going on in my life when I'm at the shop, where I'm traveling, who I'm with, what I'm doing. Really fun, goofy stuff is the Instagram, which is weird.pruitt. Um, so really like interacting with the fans, keeping them up to speed, uh, and, and hearing from them on all the platforms. But I will say I think I'm probably the best with the updates uh, on on the Instagram. So that's where leah.pruitt on Instagram. And, of course, our, our partners, I really encourage everyone to follow dodgegarage.com. We have something called the Bracket of Brotherhood happening right now. Uh, where the competition between cars and different setups, and you know, you get to vote for what you think was best at a certain time, and really come up with the best voter front voter race to dictate what was the best Dodge car to date, and uh, that's something fun that they've got going on there. And of course, uh, Dodge Mopar Motorsports on Instagram for all of for all the updates and. You know, beyond just just myself. So, a lot of good content that they're putting out there right now. And for me, mine's just a little bit about the team and my travels and getting pumped up for the NHL. Yeah. No, it's coming out. It soon. certainly sounds it. Uh, before we let you go, back in the old days, did you ever run into one of my well, sort of coworkers, Megan McKernan? I sure had. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's been a while. Um, yeah. Since since I've seen her, but yes, absolutely. How's she doing? She, uh, we got together for a meeting about a year ago. Uh, her and I are on the same automotive engineering task force, so we get together a little bit, and uh, and it, lo it looks like she took a little bit of time off, but you know she got married, so it's it's okay. Yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. weird concepts. Sometimes that happens out there. I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> Even wish, about you. Well, <laughs> I wish everybody health and happiness, prosperity, keeping a positive attitude, all this. Thinking about what you know, how can help your own situation but really you can be for somebody else at this time that might be yeah maybe they need a hug a kiss like maybe they need a, a ticket to the racetrack you know every ticket to the pit pass for the nhra <laughs> yeah no it's it's fantastic, and you can just hear the excitement in your voice. And thank you for, uh, it's a little bit earlier out in Texas, but thank you for taking a little bit of time and joining us up here in Massachusetts. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get together in Epping uh, next year and, and uh, you know, watch, watch watch the cars and smell the nitro and uh, and be together. So, 
Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You guys All have right. a wonderful day, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, all right. Take care, Leah. Bye-bye. All right. We need, to take, we need to take a break. Uh, that was Leah Pruitt. Uh, check out all of her social platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. The Instagram one's kind of a hoot. Check that one out. Uh, racing, it brings people together. It really does. We'll be right back. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on North Shore 104.9 or FM 104.9. We'll be right back. On Monday, we're going to have all kinds of fun. I don't know what kind of fun, but it will be fun. It's always fun waking up with us, Donnie. You enjoy your weekend. To our listeners, be safe out there. It's going to be beautiful. And we can't wait for you to wake up with us on Monday morning. And folks, go enjoy your local restaurants. They need your support. Have a good day. Erica and Donnie in the morning on North Shore 1049. With the seasons changing, Sullivan Tire and Auto Service continues to offer our best in the business auto maintenance and significant savings on our most popular tire brands. Save up to $140 on Continental Tires with mail-in rebate and instant savings. Or how about this? Save $65 on a set of four Goodyear or Kelly tires. You'll also save 10% on all auto service throughout the month of June. Remember, all Sullivan Tire locations offer curbside service and touch-free payments. Find out more and make your appointment at SullivanTire.com. All roadside assistance is not created equal. Join AAA, a trusted roadside provider that puts members first. AAA trained technicians arrive fast and always attempt to fix problems on the spot to get you back on the road quickly. For a limited time, new AAA members can join with two drivers for the price of one. That's more than 55% off two annual memberships. Visit aaa.com slash join. Hello, this is Francine DeWicke from the Law Offices of Spano and DeWicke. Are you looking to plan for your future while maintaining social distancing? Our firm offers video conferencing and other meeting options to bring you peace of mind from the comfort of your home. Please give us a call. The professionals at Spano and DeWicke will guide you through these challenging times. Call the experts at Spano and DeWicke today. 781-231-7800. 781-231-7800. Or visit them online at Spano wiki.com Eli's Bakery has been providing fresh Mediterranean products for homes, businesses, and restaurants locally for close to three decades. Family-owned Eli's provides high-quality, 100% nut-free kettle-boiled bagels, wraps, 70-calorie pita bread, flatbread, and tortilla chips at local grocery stores, including Stop and Shop and Shaw's. Look for Eli's Fresh Products for fresh, wholesome goodness. Baked by a name you can trust. Online at EliBaking.com. That's E-L-I-E baking.com. Hi, this is Scott Whitley with Wicked Bites north of Boston. Please join us every single Sunday morning at 9 a.m. as we do our best to help the restaurants through this incredibly tough time. Sunday mornings, 9 a.m., North Shore 1049. get any better than that that's our that's our that's our buddy jimmy carter he pulled i don't know how he does it don't know how he does it hey if you're on facebook 
a neighbor of mine uh, down uh, on Cape Cod, his daughter, Nikki Bandera, has um, put together this thing called Project Poly, and it's uh, just like it sounds, Project Poly, P-A-U-L-I-E, and uh, for the past 13 weeks, they've been focused on uh, putting dinner on the table for other work, Boston, Boston restaurant workers, and not just Boston, they actually expanded down to Rhode Island, but they've delivered over a 1,000 lasagna packages that also come with, uh, I think, some Red Bull, maybe even a little tequila, um, but they've um, it, they've uh, delivered them all over the place, and uh, now they're they're actually going to try to sell it with the money, hundred percent of the proceeds donating donated uh, to the Loveland Foundation. And uh, but um, check it out, find find her on find her on Facebook. It's Nikki Bandera. It's uh, it's it's a pretty it's a you know to go out and do this is is pretty awesome, and she gets up at crazy early in the morning and starts making lasagna and the lasagna is going to be for sale and you can and the money goes to charity so all pretty good stuff so if you want to join us and talk about your car the phone number is 1-800-370-1049 1-800-370-1049 that's how you get through and talk to us about your car and your car problems and um a couple things you might have said uh well, I know you're broadcasting from home because that's what everybody does. But last week I was broadcasting from uh, the the Tin Shack in Florida. So what's the Tin Shack? The Tin Shack's an old mobile home that I bought uh, three years ago in Florida. And I bought it, found out I couldn't insure it. Then we had Hurricane Irma. Uh, and uh, fortunately, it, there was only minor damage. Uh, but uh, So we went down there to sort of close the place up for the summertime. And it has been, it was my first experience traveling in the last three months. And we took JetBlue out of Logan, which was originally we were supposed to be flying Spirit, I think, or Southwest, Spirit, I think. And they changed our flight and had us leaving at, I don't know, 6 a.m. in the morning from Florida out of Orlando, totally inconvenient, so we canceled the flight and then booked something on JetBlue, and the JetBlue price was, I think it was $25 per person each way, so it was like $110 with the tax or something for both of us to fly down, and... uh I live about a $75 or $80 Uber Lyft ride from Fort Myers Airport, and it was actually cheaper to rent a car for the week, or as cheap to rent a car for the week as it was to uh, to as it was to get an Uber ride. And uh, so it was kind of interesting because the original flight down, um, it was. I would say the plane was probably 35% full. And if you haven't been to Logan Airport in the last three months, it is weird. Most of the stores and restaurants and bars are closed. A uh, few are open. Mostly they're the ones like Hudson News and you can get some, you know, prepackaged food or something. Um, you know, the Dunkin' Donuts is still open. Starbucks is still open. Uh, everybody has to wear a mask when they're in the airport. There was, we were sitting there waiting for our flight. And I have to say, everything was right on time. We were sitting there waiting for our flight. 
and two guys came off the plane in complete hazmat hazmat suits, except for face coverings. They were just wearing a um, uh, like a uh, a bandana, which to be that completely sealed up and then not have some fancier thing like a K95 or KN95 face mask seemed a little bit weird, but uh, but to see these two guys, and they could have, for all I know, they could have been the pilot and co-pilot. I don't, I don't know. That's what I posted a picture on Facebook, and I think that's, uh, I think that one of the comments uh, was uh, a pilot and co-pilot, and very well could have been. I don't know, uh, but they were all in there. They were all in there. What looked like Tyvek hazmat suit kind of things. Uh, on the flight back, the uh, Fort Myers Airport was about a third open retail-wise. So there was one restaurant, or at least on the side I was on, uh, that was open. Uh, coffee shops were open. Stores were mostly closed. Uh, the flight coming back, it it was a uh, typical, the same plane everybody uses, A320, uh, Airbus A320, which you know JetBlue uses and Spirit uses and Southwest uses and pretty popular plane, uh, but they kept every middle seat open. So there was a little bit of social distancing, I guess, uh, between, between seats. So it was kind of a, kind of an interestingly weird experience. Uh, and I park at park, uh, a parking lot in Chelsea at pre-flight. And why do I park there? Because if you pay ahead of time, it's only like 14 bucks a day versus Thirty in the airport, um, so I park in Chelsea, and I've had always had good luck in there. Their lot was probably only a third full, uh, so and I think if I had a guess, I would say yeah, a few recreational travelers and mostly aircraft personnel. That was the only people we saw when we took the shuttle to the airport and took the shuttle back. Were people that had something to do with you know there was a a flight attendant. Uh, or two on the way down to the airport, and the flight attendant or two on the way back from the airport. Um, so it seems to be they're the ones that park there the most. And so it is. Uh, it was an it was an interesting time. So our phone number again is one eight hundred three seventy one zero four nine. And let's talk to Frank. Frank. Morning, John. Paul. Good morning. How are you? I have. Good. How you doing? I got a uh, uh, 2008 Ford E150 van, you know, window wagon van. Oh, and yeah. The seatbelt seat is going off now. The, uh, even when you have it clipped and everything else there, the yeah. sensor there, it's giving yeah. you the warning. And, uh, you know, it doesn't do it all the time, it seems like, but enough. It's my wife's vehicle, and she's it's driving her crazy. She says she wants me to disconnect it or something. I don't know if that affects the... Uh, you know, your sticker, or, or it'll just keep going off anyway if you pull a wire. Well, or they, I, don't I mean, they don't they don't check for you know when the only thing you check for when you go get an inspection sticker is that the seatbelts are there and they work. Uh, they don't necessarily check to see if the seatbelt warning light works because. Um, you know, some it takes minutes. You know, it takes three or four minutes for the seatbelt warning light to work. Um, a lot of times what happens is it's not really anything more than a lot of, um, you know, just dirt and age and rust that builds up inside there because it is a, it is a switch that goes to it. Um, 
under under the uh, the the seat is where you'll find the parts of the seatbelt system that that make it all work. So yeah, the reminder buzzer and the lamp and all that sort of stuff. I, I'm pretty sure they're just all sort of wired together. Um, it but it is it's uh, you know it, it goes off you know every. 30 seconds or so and then eventually shuts itself off and um and you know there's not i i don't know i don't know other than yeah you could you could disconnect it and see what happens i think what should happen is when you disconnect it the warning light should stay on uh without the without the uh without the tone i think is what happens but um, what I would try first, though, is get a get a can of electrical contact cleaner. Uh, you can get it. You can get it. Uh, you know, go look at the you know auto parts store or or something. You don't want to use something like carburetor cleaner because it's it's got a it's got a little different. This is almost like a, an alcohol based sort of stuff. Spray it inside where the where the buckle is and see if that. You know, see if that, you know, where where it retracts into the into the seat, uh, and you know, and see what see what happens where it retracts into. I guess on your car it would be into the pillar, and if you wanted to take that side piece off and look inside there, it could be just could be just filled with dirt and dust and age. Or you could, yeah. or you could reach under the seat and try to unplug it. You know, see what happens. <laughs> but uh, I know what you're saying. Well, so if the so wouldn't the, you know how they take a picture of the uh, dashboard when they do the sticker or whatever the, right. the odometer yep. or whatever they're taking a picture of? Yep. Would they, and if we're showing that light on being on, would that be a problem or? You know, I. Uh, yeah. You know, I. You know, they they're they're taking a picture because they're verifying the speedometer. They're taking a picture to show that the, you know, especially in an older car, the check engine lights off. Uh, they're checking to see that the other the other lights are functioning functioning the way they're supposed to, you know. I I don't know. I don't know on the seatbelt one whether you know most of the time the person who's in it doesn't have the seat doesn't have their seatbelt on. So right. you know when they get in it they they don't put their seatbelt on when they when they take the picture inside the dash. So I don't know. I'm gonna I have to know. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do a little research and find out. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I don't know if it's got the uh, Lucas Electrical in it because of Ford there buying Jaguar one time or whatever it was. Yeah, but, I uh, think that's it. It, it. it seems like the, the brake light comes on every now and then and goes out. You know, the like, uh, you know, it's, the, is that the, the red brake warning one? The the, huh? the red one, you mean? Yeah, the red one for the yeah. brake. If, yeah, the first thing I would leak. do. Yeah, the first thing I would do is. Um, that that truck I think has a brake fluid level sensor, so check right. to make sure the brake brake fluid is full. And when you take the cap off the master cylinder, see if there's see if it's got a little float in it, and that little float might be sticking. Uh, yeah, because yeah, so. I mean, and then also I mean this is now and then the she my she tells me that the locks there uh, lock the vehicle itself or something there. I don't know if that's hitting her, hitting the elbow, hitting the uh, the control or what, but she's uh, it, the locks, uh, you know, yeah, locks it, the vehicle. It, it, could, it could be, but it also could be 
you know, corrosion at the switch, and it's just not sensing the doors shutting all the way either. If that's what you mean yeah. by that, you know, if, if because is it showing like the the door isn't shut, or is it showing the door the doors are unlocked? What's she's saying that uh, like you know, there's a it locks the rear door on the van, you know, when you press the lock buttons, so she can't access the rear door. And she goes, I know I pressed it, you know, to unlock the uh, all the doors in the vehicle. Yet she says now and then it it locks all the doors by themselves. Hmm. Oh, okay. You know, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Hmm. You know, I've known I've hit the elbow on yeah. the uh, door panel yeah. and, and locked the door by mistake. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. That but but uh, like you say, the rain hits that when the you know if you leave the window yeah. down, the rain oh, comes sure, in yeah. the window there. It hits yeah. those buttons. I mean, yeah, and and it's you know it was pretty waterproof for the last uh, you know fourteen years. It might not be as waterproof right now either. So. Um, <laughs> You know, so it could be it could be that. Like I said, I would start. You know, when it comes to the seatbelt thing, I would I would maybe take that uh, that uh, trim panel off the side. Uh, there's there's probably a couple of clips that hold it in place, and just kind of look around in there and see if see if it just looks like an accumulation of you know dust and dirt and lint and stuff. That there is a there is a wiring connection that goes to it, and that and that should be you know that should be what. Uh, what makes the seatbelt system reminder work uh, is is generally is generally uh, you know some sort of electronic switch that sits inside of there, um, and other than that, that's that's about all you can look at. Um, you know, it's just a, just the way it works. Hey, uh, we got to take a, another break, uh, but thanks for calling in, and uh, always always good to hear from you. And we'll find out a little bit more about what they check with the seatbelt light when you get a sticker. Why don't we take another break? My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on North Shore 104.9. This weather report is brought to you by Moynihan Lumber. If you would like to know all the latest information regarding kitchen cabinets, visit Moynihan Lumber with 25 kitchens on display at 82 River Street in downtown Beverly. Or visit us at moynihanlumber.com. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Eisenthal with you on this Saturday. Here is your North Shore. 1049 forecast serving the North Shore in the Merrimack Valley. Sunshine, blue sky, dry air, light winds today. It's a beauty. Temps the 70s, a little bit cooler at the coast. Clear, cool overnight, low 50s. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine, 60s. The coast, low and mid-70s inland. Monday, lots of sun. It'll be mostly in the 70s, cooler at the shore. Big warm-up coming midweek next week. Weather forecast being brought to you by good friends at the Berry Tavern, located on High Street in Danvers. The Berry Tavern offers curbside pickup, takeout, and delivery through local delivery companies. They offer North End Italian specialties like Parpadella Bolognese, Ville Parmigiana Chicken, Bivinotto with homemade pasta and sauce, as well as brick oven pizza. They also serve soups, salads, sandwiches, steak tips, burgers, fries, along with beer and wine. So call 978-777-2377. For local North Shore, 1049. I'm Mark Eisenthal. The Epicurean Shop, located adjacent to the Century House Restaurant on Route 114 in Peabody, is your easy, safe, and quicker alternative to grocery shopping. The Epicurean Shop is open every day from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and 5 o'clock on Sunday. They are well-stocked with ready-to-grow marinated meats and chicken and excellent prepared meals to warm at home. 
The Epicurean Shop offers delivery to local areas, and they encourage online ordering with curbside pickup. Details are online at CenturyHousePeabody.com. All roadside assistance is not created equal. Join AAA, a trusted roadside provider that puts members first. AAA trained technicians arrive fast and always attempt to fix problems on the spot to get you back on the road quickly. For a limited time, new AAA members can join with two drivers for the price of one. That's more than 55% off two annual memberships. Visit aaa.com slash join. I'm actually the poultry specialist at Agway of Danvers. While we are still receiving new chicks weekly, many of you have your chicks and are ready for the next phase, getting set up for outdoor coops. We can set you up and offer answers to your poultry questions. We have lots of chicken coops, Neutrina chicken feeds, including organic, and we will deliver to your car. Just call us. We are open 9 to 5 weekdays till 4 on Saturdays and 10 to 2 on Sundays. Visit us in Waltham or come see us at 9 Wenham Street in Danvers today. Little GTO, you really and welcome back to the Car Doctor program. Little GTO. Hmm. Anyway, seems like I should have something something interesting to say about that, but I got nothing. Uh, let's talk to uh, Mike. Michael, good morning. Morning, John. How are you? Okay, I'm good, thank you. And yourself, sir? I'm doing okay. Okay. <laughs> well, just as I... Uh, not you know, that Jimmy back, would back know this, but the bumper music little GTO. I used to own a '66 GTO convertible, <laughs> four-speed hearse shifter, uh, Gabriel hijackers in the back, four four barrel. It's uh, kind of brought back memory. So thanks, yeah, out to Jimmy. You know, Thank he, you so much. That's he the, somehow was, probably knows that. I don't know how he knows these things. He's just sort of all knowing. Yeah, it's clairvoyant. I guess that might be. I one think. Of those I things. think that's it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and in your experience with tires, um, I'm curious. Um, if you were going out to buy a set of four tires, do you have a brand preference? And then, as Click and Clack would say, Pike B of that question, if it came down to Bridgestone, between Bridgestone and Michelin, which would you prefer and maybe why? Uh, okay, I, I think probably the best made tire when you look at how round it is, how well it overall performs, and even if you look at appearance, I guess, is Michelin. Michelin just makes a good tire. Is it the longest lasting tire out there? No, I don't think so. Um, is it the, you know, is it the best in the winter? Is it the best in the rain? There's probably some that are better. But I think overall, trouble-free, they don't lose air, they're good tires. Now, my wife's Volkswagen that has found its home in Florida, when I, I had the oil changed on it uh, before we put it away for the summertime, which sounds so weird to me, um, and I was at a tire store. So I said to him, hey, you know, the tires are six years old. They're starting to drive rot a little bit, even though they only have, you know, 30,000 miles on them. And... 
I said, can you give me a price on, they were, a, they had, I think, six or seven different kinds of tires. But I said, give me a price on Firestone versus Michelin. And the Michelins were $100 more per tire. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, those aren't, those, first off, they aren't very big tires. And for 100 bucks more per tire, that's a lot. Um, and I have put everything from uh, my, you know, from Goodyear's to um, uh, Kumo's to a variety of different tires. I I will say, as cheap as I am, I'm a little afraid of Chinese tires. I don't. I I've not seen good results with them. Uh, but the tires from the Korean manufacturers, Hankook and Kumo have seemed to have been pretty good tires, um, and originally were kind of value priced, but now they're not. Um, but I'm I'm kind of a name brand person, you know, whether it's you know BF Goodrich or Goodyear or Firestone, only because you're more apt to if you have a single tire problem, you're more apt to be able to match it up with another one. Where if you found a kind of obscure tire. Then you're kind of like, oh, well, that was a good price, and all, all the reports are good, but I can only find them at, you know, a, a tire warehouse place somewhere or mail order somewhere, or that was a tire that was just being made for a short period of time um, because they were using someone else's tire molds or something. So I tend to be a little bit brand conscious that way. Um, you know, back to your part A of your of your two-part question, uh, Michelin versus Bridgestones. Um, uh, yeah, if, they were, uh, if the price was, you know, all equal, they were roughly yeah, the same. I, I, would, that way I, would, it, it I would go with Michelin. I would go with Michelin only so because they have they use a little different liner inside their tires, which is one of the reasons why Michelin tires don't tend to lose air like some other tires do. Um, you know, all tires seep a little bit of air. Michelin seemed to be a little less of that. Michelin years ago always used to say, um, you can repair our tire from bead to bead. I don't know that that's true anymore, but that's what they always used to say. They were so confident in the sidewall of the tire um, that you could, do a, you could actually do a small sidewall repair and the tire would be functionally good. Um, Wow. That's typically not the case now. It's usually from, you know, tread to tread kind of thing. But that was always what Michelin always used to say. Um, you know, it, it was just, you were buying quality and you were buying roundness. There, I don't think there was any rounder tire. And you think tires, you know, they're all round. They're all round and black. You know, what's, but the Michelin tires were as round a tire as you could get. And you knew that, you know, if you put a Michelin tire on, it was, you're going to use a little less weight to balance it. Um, they were just, to me, they just seemed to be better tires than, you know, Bridgestone or Continentals or, or something. And then, then I kind of put the rest of them sort of, you know, Firestone, BF Goodrich, you know, uh, uh, Goodyear's, I, I put those together in Goodyear. I think Goodyear is a fantastic tire as well. Um, and I think at some point they get to be similar and you have to look at stuff like how quiet is the tire? How is it going to perform in the rain? How is it going to perform in the snow? That type of thing. So that's why you can look at a little bit of some of the reviews and all too. Okay. 
Well, thanks, but, John. I really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. I'll, I'll and that's why, that's why yeah. I like the people like Sullivan Tire now. That You know, Sullivan Tire years ago, they were a Uniroyal distributor, and that's pretty much all they sold. Uh, in fact, Paul Sullivan, uh, who still does the commercials, I think on his car, the license plate is Zeta 30, which was a 30,000-mile guarantee Uniroyal tire. And, and now Sullivan Tire has every tire in existence. And when you go in, you, you talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about, and you say, hey, you know, I'm looking for this. I have this budget. I want to put it on, you know, a pickup truck. I want to put it on a Lexus. I want to put it on this or that. And I want the quietest tire I can get. And I'll, I'll even sacrifice a little bit of longevity for quiet sometimes. And, you know, people will say, uh, you know, why would you do that? I mean, every tire gets 40,000 miles now. It's not a, that big a deal. Um, but I'd rather get 40,000 miles of quiet than 60,000 miles of noisy. Just me. We need to take another quick break, I think. I think that's what that music means. So why don't we take another quick break? John, if you're on hold, stay right there. We will be with you as soon as we get back. Bill Pickles here from Obishan Hardware at Ipswich, where you will find everything you need for the summer season, from lawnmowers to gardening supplies, grills and grilling accessories to patio furniture, and so much more. Whether you're working on projects around the yard or just kicking back to relax with your family, we hope to provide you with a safe and convenient shopping experience when you visit us here on County Road in Ipswich or on Enon Street in Beverly. Obershawn Hardware will fix you right up. Eli's Bakery has been providing fresh Mediterranean products for homes, businesses, and restaurants locally for close to three decades. Family-owned Eli's provides high-quality, 100% nut-free kettle-boiled bagels, wraps, 70-calorie pita bread, flatbread, and tortilla chips at local grocery stores, including Stop and Shop and Shaw's. Look for Eli's Fresh Products for fresh, wholesome goodness. Baked by a name you can trust online at elibaking.com. That's E-L-I-E, baking.com. Remember, trust AAA to put you first to get you safely back on the road with 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week roadside coverage. For a limited time, uh, new members can join with two drivers for as low as $44. Visit AAA.com slash join to find out more information. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. Let's go to John to finish out the hour. John, good morning. John, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. I've talked to you many times about my 99 Maxima. Latest issue is uh, check engine light uh, one off. Right. I checked the codes. One says um, knock sensor one, circuit malfunction bank one or sensor one. And the other one says sensor circuit high voltage bank two sensor two. What do you so think what are you going to do? So what are you going to do about it? <laughs> it's it a good question. Like Online, it says something about maybe replacing a knock sensor or an O2 sensor, maybe. Yeah, I I would start where it's you know it's sure it's possible that any one of those could be the problem. But what I would want to do is uh, I first thing I want to do is find the wiring harnesses that connect everything. 
unplug them, clean them, and plug them back in because, like one of the codes said, high electrical resistance, sure, the sensor could be bad, but on the other hand, um, high electrical resistance is dirt and corrosion. So your car is certainly old enough to suffer from a little bit of that. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of where I would look first is, you know, just unplug everything, clean everything, put everything back together, clear the code, and see what happens. Okay, that so way, it's... Uh, that way you don't it spend any money. anything um, dangerous, right? It's just, no, uh, a knock, a knock um, sensor has the ability to change the timing a couple of degrees, maybe six, seven, eight, depends on what it is, and... What happens is when the engine starts to knock and ping a little bit, it backs the timing off just like an old, just like a mechanical distributor used to do it. But it doesn't do it a lot. I mean, it changes it some. And that is, that is, uh, what it's seeing is for one reason or another, timing isn't changing the way it should is when that sensor usually when that code usually comes up and that can be again for a variety of reasons. But I would start with something simple. Unplug everything, clean everything, look for bad ground, stuff like that. Even even right up at the battery, clean the ground cable right at the battery. Make sure it's all good and clean so you have a good circuit to run those knock sensors and see what happens. It's, it's unusual to have two knock sensors that are bad, which leads me to believe that it might be some kind of wiring issue. Okay. Okay. So um, do right. do that do that. That's gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna skin your knuckles a little bit trying to reach in there and find everything, but um, but clean it cleaning it up and um, and and clear the codes. You know if you're gonna pull the battery cables off to clean them anyway, you're gonna erase the codes. So um, uh, you know do do that. Start there and then see what happens. And if it and if it comes back, you know what it is, and uh, then you can then you can follow an actual flow chart to uh, go through the. Uh, the diagnosis to find out what it is. But I would start with cleaning everything first and kind of go from there. All right, John. Thanks. Okay. Have a nice weekend. All right. You as well. Look at how that worked out. Worked out perfectly. I want to thank uh, Jimmy Carter for doing the fantastic job he does every week here. Uh, someday he'll get to stay home on Saturdays. Then we'll have the Saturday people back in the station on Saturday, but that's a little time to come. But uh, And I want to thank all the folks at North Shore 1049 for doing everything they do. And our sponsors as well as uh, my personal sponsor, uh, AAA. Uh, so thanks to everyone. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and wash your hands.